You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. I have Joan Diamond. She's the executive director of what's called the MOB, but it stands for the Millennium Alliance for Humanity and the Biosphere. That's an organization out of Stanford. And uh, Joan, thank you for coming. Well, it's very nice to be here, Richard. Thank you. Yeah, so what is, uh, what is the MOB and what's the premise of the organization? The premise of the organization is essentially that there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people around the world who are concerned about the human predicament, who know that the world's not working. And whether we're talking about environmental issues, um, you know, such as water, such as drought, such as you know, degradation of our soils, um, there's a, quite a few of them that we can name or fragile financial systems and overshoot uh, with the credit and debt issues or the dependence on growth, people know that it's not working and want to make, first of all, sense out of why isn't it working. And with that understanding, they want to know what they can do to shift the trajectory utilization from that of collapse to one of sustainability and equity. Well, when, when you say people sense that there's something wrong, I mean, that can mean many things. So what, uh, what do you think is the greatest sense of the problem? Or that's, the an important, that's an important question, and particularly for the mob, because one of our goals is to empower people more than direct them. Rather than telling them climate change is the biggest issue, or peak oil and energy is the biggest issue, or you know, dependence on consumption is the biggest issue. They're all big issues. And sometimes I say the good news is that there's an issue that can affect, in, you know, there's an issue for everyone, but it might be different for different people. So, you know, people understand in the U.S. that the wealthiest country in the world shouldn't have the inequity in health care, shouldn't have the you know, I don't know what the current number is, but tens of thousands of homeless people um, shouldn't, you know, have the problems with education 
and you know whether it's debt to pay for education or simple quality of education um you know the housing crisis the tox you know the toxins in our you know in our food in our air um i'm in Cal- northern california now and we can't go outside today because the air is so extremely hazardous from the fires north of us and so very few people or i seldom meet someone republican democrat um libertarian um you know socialist who doesn't feel that the world isn't working as it should be and to a large extent as it once did and it's so so those are the concerns and they try to make sense of it um and we try to help people make sense of it in the mob and we do that two ways maybe three ways um one way is i'll start with the most traditional is we have a very rich library of you know articles and books on the topic um a second way is that we provide you know articles and um insights you know blogs from some of the experts in the world but more importantly is that we have blogs from you know the man woman on the street from ordinary citizens who've done a tremendous amount of reading and thinking about these issues some are young some are you know actually students and many are you know senior citizens and everything in between housewives in in finland um you know people who've had great you know troubles in um in their lives in the you know midwest of the united states um individuals who are involved in some of these issues through their work in indonesia um you know interesting people from all over the world who want to write a blog share their ideas and you know that's very enriching for conversation because then there's a forum and the other thing is that that members and i use the word members loosely you know members in our community um often come to us with ideas or things that they're doing and we try to empower them there are three members um who've written novels some of which are doing you know quite decently on amazon about the existential threats the science fiction novels um and very interesting people you know a school teacher a um very sophisticated management consultant um in um in the uk now um and a third novel from a a journalist and some take you know very dystopian views with an environmental focus uh, one focuses more on population one focuses more on virtue these are their novels but they want help readers thinking um sometimes ideas for the work they're doing we have artists who engage on the website to express these i who express these ideas through their art and are seeking a community you know there's no limit on the sorts of you know projects some very sophisticated uh, uh some uh, journalist in australia who's very interested in creating indices a very analytic project for looking at how precarious um modern civilization is so people come to us they have this idea 
and to the extent that we can help them achieve their goal, maybe it's just reading, you know, their their book. Maybe it's helping them think through um, how to, you know, publish it or self-publish it. You know, they're they're all different needs, and we do what we can through our network to help people who, um, you know, who who have a good, rich understanding that can reach more people and um, discussing or exploring these topics. Well, what have you found are some helpful focuses and some things that you don't address, you know, because you can't address everything. Otherwise, I don't know if it'll be very effective. So how has that shaped the organization? In, in terms of what issues there are out there? Yeah, what issues and how you go about them. And yeah, well, like you have to have some kind of focus, I would guess, but uh, our, our, you guys decided it is. Okay, our focus is, you know, what many call the human predicament, some of the, uh, you know, global problematique, um, others, the, you know, collapse of civilization. Our focus is that unless we as a society engage in many ways, that is the path that we're on. And, you know, what we try to honor is that there are many ways to shift that trajectory. Some people are very comfortable joining some of the great organizations out there that are working on specific issues. Other people are more individualistic, but want to know more. Um, So, you know, again, our goal is to, you know, empower individuals and groups, have them find other groups, communities within the mob, as opposed to tell them we only focus on this or we focus primarily on that. We want to be inclusive. We want people to feel that you don't have to be an elite. You don't have to be an academic to, if you've done your homework, express your view and concern about these issues. And I think we have, and we've been told, very um, you know, sophisticated blogs but most of them are written by, you know, the, the, the best in our in civil society, our friends and neighbors who are, are thoughtful, who read, who are more concerned about the future than some particular political party or angle or, you know, argument. So we want to be inclusive. So it's a hard question to answer. It feels fuzzy. It feels like we're without direction. But I think if you go to our website, you get a feel for all these different, you know, tentacles reaching in to the, you know, the issues and the problems that threaten the quality of our life and the ability, most importantly, the ability to provide a healthy, a sustainable, a real future for our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, um, and, and that's the goal. We have a concept we haven't fully developed yet called foresight intelligence, which is, just as we know, we have emotional intelligence, we have analytic intelligence, there's musical intelligence, there's physical intelligence. These have been sort of well-documented in the, in the literature. You know, we posit that there's a something called foresight intelligence, that some people naturally can deal with the future and the implications of actions in the future and the need to shift actions towards a desirable future. 
And those are the people we need to help find their voice, be louder in society, feel empowered to talk with their neighbors, their friends, their colleagues um, about these issues. You guys have meetups or how do you how do you conduct business? How do you how do the different members of mob interact? Okay, well, there's there's a forum for discussion. Um, we've had some webinars. We have a webinar, you know, series um, planned. There are we're trying to uh, get the funding to provide just to support the staff time for working groups because a number of our members have expressed an interest in putting together working groups and book clubs and ways for people to in a structured you know, situation, you know, uh, situation, interact. So, and we're also open to tools that other, you know, that, that members suggest as a way. Their ideas far exceed our capacity. And that's something that we need to deal with by, you know, increasing our capacity to support uh, the voices, the people, the diversity, um, you know, in our society and in our world. Well, in addition to forum, what about live meetups or webinars or things like that? Are there particular experts you call in and they talk about certain topics to inform the members of it? Well, we have done webinars and we have two series sketched out. One that focuses on population, and that's because there's a real high demand for that among some of our members. And one is more general, focusing on issues specific to collapse. You know, what does collapse mean? What does collapse look like? How do people, uh, you know, how do the different factors um, interact uh, um, in a uh, collapse scenario? One of our partners is a group in Europe called the Geneva Global Initiative, and it focuses Um, on systemic collapse. What does it mean for the institutions that are the framework for a society to collapse? And we present, you know, some of their work through another partner, which is the CRAN's Foresight Analysis Nexus, which deals just specifically with collapse. So trying to flesh out those issues into a webinar series. And again, it's something that our members very much um, want and have asked for. So are there any particular initiatives that you're working on for the coming year? Any big events or gatherings or topics that are of particular importance? Uh, there, there are no, well, uh, um, we are involved in three workshops, um, one local to the San Francisco area and one um, international that still is in its early stages that deal with population and the role of population and driving us towards collapse. Um, you know, population for many years has been a taboo subject. It's an extremely complex subject. It's an extremely divisive um, topic, even though it's easy to get to talk to just about anyone and have them say there are too many people. Um, it's very hard for the conversation to go much further. Okay, what do we do about that? And so, you know, these, both the webinar series, the local meeting, and the international meeting, we'll try to see if we can create a productive conversation about overpopulation and its role in overshoot. And um, I personally think 
that the taboos belong to a are, are you know people who feel it's a taboo topic are older and that the younger generation whether we it's millennials or people who didn't live through the difficult times for the population conversation in the 80s and 90s they want conversations about population they want strategies they want to be able to understand and explore these issues and what can be done so you know i'd say that we're going to that our members will see a lot about population in the coming year and where there are opportunities for gatherings we'll try to put together you know a gathering other than those that are organized at, at this point well hopefully if things go well you have a member over population crisis that's right um that's a, a nice one to have i i think even before that i'd like to put a f- overfunding you know crisis but um but that's normal for you know nonprofits in this world where there's such so many people doing good things on specific issues and we're the place that two things happen one we try to make a space for the people who can bring multiple issues to the table and then we try to you know through this empowerment encourage them to use their voice for change and it's so we're we're quite unusual in that respect so what what's the uh, criteria for membership if there is any i'm going to say there is none and there is none however in terms of publishing work and putting blogs there's a um, a culture of civility of respect and of inclusiveness so some people are not very happy when i push back and say we're not going to make fun or put down people who share our concern about the future but they don't share it your way. So we don't call people idiots. We don't call people fools. We don't use, you know, strong demeaning language. These are other good guys who are fighting for the same thing. So there's a degree of, you know, not just a degree. It's a a, a solid line in terms of how we interact, how we listen to one another and how we try how we respect the different views on the topics because these are people we're talking about a group of people who share the concern but they have different paths or different approaches. So that is a condition. If you're not interested, if you feel so desperate about the issues that you need to call someone an idiot, we're not the place for you. And that's okay. Um, okay. Well, very good. So, what, how do people uh, find out about Mob and look at membership and you know get involved? Mob M A H B dot Stanford uh, dot edu, and I think it's all pretty clear there. We have a fabulous group of volunteers from around the world who are updating the website, have ideas for getting involved, and um, you know work on it. So, I think that we're increasingly you know, friendly and have a fresher face, though we have miles to go. But then the whole issue has miles to go. Well, very good. Well, Joan, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you, Richard. And thank you for what you're doing for furthering the conversation and um, providing opportunities for people. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. 
until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. FutureTech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.